and welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. Also, check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. And if you listen to this podcast on iTunes, which you should, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Keeping with our 2019 NFL Draft prospect interviews today, we're taking a look at the game and talking to the guy himself, Anthony Ratliff-Williams, wide receiver of North Carolina. Anthony, I appreciate you taking time. Um, No problem, man. Thank you guys for having me, of course, always. 2017, I was on my way to a broadcast out in the the uh, Pittsburgh area right. on a Saturday. Friday night, you guys played Pitt. I was like, you know what? Let me stop in, check out this game, give me something to do on a Friday night. And, you know, was, Pitt was four, five and five or something like that. You guys were terrible that year, one and eight, two and eight. Right. And all I know is opening kickoff, this dude wearing number 17 goes all the way. And throughout the course of that game, just balls out of control, and you guys actually won. And I had to go back to my hotel that night to check out the rest of what you did the rest of the season. I was like, man, this dude balling. Um, was that game or just that season, was that pent-up frustration from the, or the anxiousness of just waiting to get out there and play? Uh, yeah, i definitely say it was something along those lines. I mean, switching from quarterback to receiver the year prior to, uh, it was definitely a tough transition, and I mean, I understood from the coaching standpoint that I had to take a back seat to the guys who are already ahead of me and playing. And of course, you build up frustration along those lines and along the time of you just being on the sideline and kind of playing special teams and just waiting any opportunity. But when my number was called throughout that season, I was just excited. I mean, I didn't take it as um, kind of anger or anything towards anybody. I mean, I was just ready to go out there and make plays that my teammates get get wins and. When I got the opportunity, I did so. So I feel like it was just a blessing more so than anything. You know, it kind of makes you – I don't want to say humble, but it kind of, you know, makes you, it, like, reignite your fire for the game, the passion that you have for the game right. because you have to wait to go out there and play. And you played as a redshirt freshman, but 2017 was when you really burst onto the scene and, and balled out. And you talked about that transition from quarterback to receiver. It wasn't like you was running some option offense in high school. You was a monster in high school as a quarterback – and then you go to North Carolina and you transition to wide receiver. What was that transition like for you? Uh, definitely tough, difficult mentally. Uh, physically, I already had the attributes. I mean, athletically, I was fast, tall. I mean, you you, you name it, I could do it. But as far as playing football-wise, just knowing the game and knowing quarterback was my whole life and just throwing the ball and getting leading guys and just making plays, always having the ball in your hands, that was the way I thought. And having a – jump out to the receiver to now having to catch the ball, receive it, you know, learn routes, nuances of the game, releases, just different coverages, corner types, and things like that. I mean, it was definitely difficult, and it took some time to get. But me being patient and me kind of taking heed to the guys that were in front of me and just letting them teach me the game because I had some great guys in front of me. So, I mean, having them was definitely, definitely a blessing, and I took advantage of that and just implemented some of the things that they taught me into my game and, they made me better. So, I mean, taking that time and just taking that back seat definitely played, played a good role. How you were able to to lead from the outside as opposed to under center? Because I'm glad you brought that up because when you look at it, you always look at quarterbacks as leaders and, you know, everyone tends to, to focus in because they're right. calling the play and things like that. And it's tough to lead from other positions. How were you able to lead from the receiver position? Oh, I mean, definitely those are just natural traits. I feel like as a leader – you know, it doesn't matter where you're on the field. You just always have to vocalize to your teammates and just kind of 
take that role. I feel like as a leader, you don't, you don't, you are handed the role. You kind of just earn it. You, 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 work, you work yourself into it. And that was me. I mean, no matter where I was at, no matter what point I was on the field, whether it was special teams as a redshirt sophomore, so I was always making sure I was vocal, doing my job, and making sure that I was holding my teammates accountable. And that's what I feel like a leader does. And I always had those qualities. What's fascinating about your game, your transition from quarterback to receiver, is that, you know, watching this past season and going through your film from, you know, as far as preparing for the NFL draft is concerned, I'm like, man, this guy can play outside, uh, whether it's split or flanker. He can play inside a slot. Uh, you know, you, you're very versatile, considering that you still are a neophyte at the position. How do you feel about feel about your position versatility and what you bring to the table as a pro prospect? Um, me personally, that's like that's one of the key things that I bring to the table is definitely being able to work no matter where it's on the field, being able to get the ball in my hands and make something happen, or whether that's even blocking on the perimeter. I mean, I don't mind putting myself to work. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to come in to any team, any scheme, and just work. And that's no matter where you put me at, I don't care if it's on one of the big four or if it's on the offense in the scheme, at slot or outside, I'm going to come in and make plays. That's what I feel like. That's my biggest trait. And no matter no matter where you put me in or where, no matter where I'm at on the scheme, I'm going I'm to I'm make something happen. And that's what's exciting about my game. Normally when you see guys make transitions you know, to different positions, you can kind of see the the uh, the pass position in them. For you, yeah. You know, let's say, for instance, when you when you are a quarterback and playing receiver, you normally just see guys that, you know, with alligator on passes over the middle of the field, not be as aggressive uh, going up to win 50 50 balls. But that's not your game, though. You got a, a serious attack style. And it's weird to see it coming from a former quarterback. If you had known your story, you wouldn't have known you played the position by how aggressive you are out there on the perimeter. You could turn 50 50 balls to 90 10 passes and you're also able to go up and in and make things happen after the catch. Got a vicious stiff arm and everything. Where does your attack style come from, and how are you able to develop that, playing that position? Um, I would say, me personally, my my attack style comes from, first of all, my mentality, just my mentality of the game, and just being able to go out there and know what I have to do and want to dominate it. But also, just film, studying studying guys that came before me, studying guys sitting in the field currently, studying guys who came before me, I mean, this position has been played for a long time, and it's going to be played long after me. So, I mean, I, of course, I want to put my mark on the game, but I always have told myself that I, I, when I made the transition, I don't want to be an athlete playing receiver. I want to look like a true receiver out there. I don't like somebody who you could tell transitioned over. I want to look like, I, like I've been playing this position. So I have to take time and put that work in, study guys and implement a little bit of each person, each person's knacks and things like that into my game and just work and make those tools work in my work in my game. So that took a lot of time. That took a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of efforts. And to anybody who's making that transition, I would tell them the same thing. I mean, don't don't get frustrated in the process. Don't think it's going to be overnight because it's not. I mean, it's, it's it's tough to play a position your whole life and then jump into college and want to take a transition because you're at the top level. You were at the top level before the NFL. You want to you want to jump out there and switch. And it's not going to be an overnight thing unless you played in high school previously before. So, I mean, that was definitely tough, but I mean, the determination and the work ethic has to be there to make that type of transition, make that happen. But also just being able to learn, being able to sit down and learn and, and take those qualities that other players have or traits that you would like to have and just be patient and work them into your game slowly. What's interesting is that when, you, when you're when you watching film, uh, you normally if someone has played the receiver position their entire life, they can probably be a little bit more lax in, in watching film and, and overlook some things. But for you, you really focus on everything that the opponent does. So 
I feel like you had a bit of an advantage as far as playing the position because now in your film study, like you talked about, when you're watching cornerbacks, you probably pick up on everything that the average receiver would you know, probably miss because they've done it all. They Oh, I know what I can do. I know what I can do and where I can, where I can win. But for you, when you watch film, how would you go into that week of prep and, and finding out what a guy can do and how you can attack him out there on Saturday? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I feel like me personally, I would have to, first of all, understand the full defensive scheme, understand what they're trying to accomplish, understand what they're trying to – what's the goal of their defense? Are they a blizzard team? Are they a zone team? Are they a man team? Do they have to implement all three into in their own defense or just one of the two? So – I take that into play. Then I, I first of all, I want to look at the secondary. I want to understand the safeties, understand their responsibilities, understand their, understand their abilities, what they can do, what they can't do. And then I also when I kind of move down to the corners. Then I look look at the guys who I'll be going against and playing against. And then I want to study their techniques. Well, are they injured? Are they a catch player? Are they a press guy? Are they his own guy? Do they like the bail? Do they like the press bail? Things like that. I mean, you got to really, really take time and watch a lot of plays in order to to catch those keys and those read keys that they give away. So. That that gave me definitely an advantage being a quarterback, being able to kind of know what to look at off first instinct, cut the tape on, I'm looking at this first, then I break this down and then so on and so forth. And you kind of create that pattern throughout the weeks. And that's definitely a habit that I created early on in my college career. And it's kind of just stuck with me. So that's definitely been one thing that I've always appreciated about myself and about my, my game. What what I like about your program is the fact that, you know, it's it, people don't realize how – many great players came from North Carolina, especially on the defense side of football. Everybody talks about Julius Peppers, but one of my favorite guys to watch growing up, uh, coming through the recruiting ranks and things of that nature was Dre Bly, you know, and how how great was it to have Dr. Dre out there, you know, so one of the best cornerbacks, ball hawks, to be able to pick his brain to help you all be a better receiver. I mean, things like that you just can't really expect. I mean, you just take them as a blessing and you roll with them because, I mean, guys like that you don't expect to just – pop up in your life and, and use them as a tool. But, I mean, definitely having them around was a blessing. Definitely picked his brain a little bit. I mean, definitely want to know because he's been at that level. He's won, he's won the Super Bowl. So you definitely want to kind of understand and take heed to a guy like that and ask ask those questions that you don't get to ask on a regular basis. So having him was definitely a great, great pleasure. And I'll definitely get back up to campus talk to him some more. But that's definitely something that you just got to take advantage of when opportunity like that is in your face. So I did so. It's funny because I played at Louisiana Lafayette, and only you know I'm not gonna say the only guy, but you know the the guy we had to to talk to that was that was uh, you know a legend in our eyes was Brian Mitchell, you know what I'm saying, and then uh, uh, Stoke Brandon Stokely and Jake Delone. But I mean the fact you guys had one of the best players in in, in college football history um, on the staff now was pretty cool. Right. I still feel like you're you're being criminally underrated, you know, as far as your game. Um, you combine snub, you blew up your pro day, had a, had a really good workout. How do you channel that, that, that energy into your work? And, and what do you feel like people are sleeping on about your game? That's what, that's what, yeah, I can agree with that, but uh, <laughs> I can agree. But, uh, mentally just keeping that chip on your shoulder. You can't take it personal. I mean, that's, that's one thing I, I don't try to do is make it a personal thing. I mean, I understand that there's guys that have great ability at receiving. And I don't knock any of those guys. I worked out with some of those guys while I was training. But I just mean, I know me. Uh, I know what I can do and I know what I bring to the table. And I can do things that other people can't, just as they can do uh, things other people can't. So me personally, I just want to relax. Just relax and kind of just work. That's always been my mentality was just to work and 
don't look over your shoulder too much and don't look what's in front of you because then you're going to lose track of what you really want. Uh, I always want to keep my goals in mind and keep what I've always wanted to believe in mind. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I bring to the table. I know my worth. Um, I just feel like when things like that take place, you can't really dwell on it too much because you'll lose sight of what you're actually chasing. So my, my goals haven't changed. I take that as a little chip on the shoulder and just keep it moving, take it with a grain of salt because I know what I can do. And I, I push myself every single day. And that's one thing I always want to do. I mean, even when Pro Day came, I wanted to execute and show that I belong. I mean, I feel like the thing that messes up my, my perception of me or other, or other people are maybe that I was just raw. You, uh, you always want to use the fact that I'm raw, that I, I don't really know the nuances of the position just yet. But my work ethic and the way that I've worked over time and, and my film shows different. I mean, you can go down and break down my tape and understand the growth that I've had from 2017 to 2018 with my releases and the top of my routes and being able to catch and make something happen after the catch and things like that. So, I mean, this is opinions, but you know, you know what your game does. So you kind of just take heed to it. And if somebody feels the same way, you got to go out there and prove them wrong. You just work towards that. Yes, it's only one team that needs to, to, to agree with you and take you and, and bring you to their program, especially when you think about the, the road itself to, to the league. Right. It's, you know, if it was a straight line, then it would make you the person you are. So you kind of like the fact that it's taking you through these twists and turns and, and really challenge you to see again. This is a, this is to me to you know tell me if I'm wrong. It's just like your 2016-2015 season, uh, you know, where it's really testing whether or not how much you love this game, how much you really want this opportunity, how much you really want to be where you want to be. And I'm pretty sure you've learned a ton over the course of this time. So I would say, out of all what you what you've learned going through, what's the biggest thing football has taught you? Biggest thing in football has taught me is two two things actually. Um, one would be accountability. I mean, you gotta hold yourself accountable even when times are good, even when times are bad. Because I've been at Carolina through the best of seasons where we were eleven and one and going into the ACC championship, and I've been through the worst of seasons where we were two and nine and we're fighting for, we're fighting to get a win. But I've always had my teammates behind me, and I've always been behind them, and we always held, uh, held each other accountable no matter what the situation was. We just wanted to always be there for each other and. Another thing that always taught me was um, adversity. Just adversity is going to come. No matter what situation you're in, no matter where you are in life, adversity will strike. I mean, that's the thing that happens to people. I mean, it just happens. It, just, it doesn't have a, a a target on it. It's just it's just a thing that happens. But how you react to adversity is the person that you really are. That's what makes you. I feel like that's what makes and breaks people is how they react in the adverse situations and how they come out. Uh, do they learn from the situation? Do they get better from it? Or do they kind of turn into a cycle where it's in rotation of not learning from lessons and not bettering themselves. And I feel like through college, I hit some adverse situations and it made me better. I learned from them. I sat myself down. I kind of took back, uh, took a step back and really observed myself and kind of learned from situations and grew from them. So I think that's one thing that really, really changed me and my aspect of the game. I had to take a step back and respect the game a little bit more and learn and understand that you got to take a back seat sometimes in order to reach your goal and, understand what you really want out of life and get uh being a calendar taught me that and i'm super thankful for that and i just can't wait for the next level of life to teach me more so that's the biggest thing that i say what, what is it about the game you love the most because you know the game with it's as much as it it can teach you and harden you there's a reason why you go out there and do what you do so what is it about the game you love the most um man that's I think it's just part of my heart, if I could really just be honest with you. I mean, I've been playing since I was five years old. 
that's uh, just something that I've always loved to do. I mean, the passion of football, the bonds you create with football, the brotherhoods you create in football, just that's just something that's rare. You don't find it everywhere. You can't find it everywhere when you're out there being super violent. You want to hit and you want to collide with guys at full speed. And even after the game, you still shake their hand, no matter if it was rivalry game, you hated them previously or whatever, whatever the case may be. I mean, you all love competition. and we're, we're at the highest level where you get to go out there and you're blessed to be out there and play the game you love. So no matter what the case may be, it's just the the game of football brings you so many opportunities and so many blessings in life that you can't even – you can't imagine the things that football has brought me. So, I mean, me personally, I just say that's the thing that I love about football because it's always been there through, through, through thick and thin, through no matter what situation it was, I always had – Football and I love football for that, and it's opened so many doors for me, and it's created friendships that have last a lifetime for me personally. And it's also great networking tools. I've met people that I meet and I talk to down the road that'll be a great help to me. So, I mean, just football alone just done so much for me, and I, that's where my love started with the game, where I wanted to get out there and be able to play and learn what brotherhood, learn what brotherhood is about, learn what those steps to take to winning championships, and just learning teammates and being brothers with people. And, growing from that point and the game has taught me so much more from that point everybody loves comparisons player comps and things like that man and and i for me I, i'm like okay i'm a, if i had to give this guy a comp who, who would he who he reminds me of you, you kind of remind me of roddy white you know a guy that goes up attacks the ball uh, a hassle to catch after the after the catch and yeah. also kind of too physical for some people's liking as far as a cornerback is concerned like Again, the stiff arm game is where it needs to be. And that's coming from a former running back. I was like, that's an impressive stiff arm this man got. Uh, I would say you got a lot of Roddy White in your game, um, probably more faster because you return kickoffs. But if you had to compare your game or who's some of the players that you kind of take pieces of their game and add it to yours? Oh, man. Um, that's a lot of players. I probably <laughs> – I don't watch a ton of films, so I'll probably start uh, Kenan Allen at the top. Um Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, uh, Odell, of course, Jarvis Landry, who is great at blocking down the field, who's one guy I study a lot. Um, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, even before then, Ted Ginn, I watch. Uh, Musa Muhammad, back his friend today, Steve Smith. Uh, Victor Cruz, there's a, there's a ton of guys I watch. There's a ton of guys I, I like to watch, I like to kind of compare and learn learn from that game and try to implement it in the mind. Chad Johnson, of course, with his feet. I like to definitely watch his feet a little bit because that's one thing I've been working on a lot in, in recent in recent workouts and recent training. So I definitely studied a lot of guys, but if I could just say one guy, I'd probably say Devontae Adams, size-wise comparison. And, and I feel like that's some guy and his releases are out of this world. They're outstanding. And I would definitely want to work out with him one day if I could, but definitely somebody I'll try to mirror my game after Man, I'm so glad you brought up all these old school guys, man. You, 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 you're warming my heart, man, because here's the thing with people. You'd be surprised. I talked to a lot of NFL guys in training camp and stuff like that, and you bring up a player, and they're like, oh, who's that? Like, damn, like, how you not, how you don't know who this dude is? Like, y'all play the same position. Like, you right. bring up Bruce Muhammad. That was, that's, you ain't you, you one in my book for that, man, because, you know, that's that's a good blast from the past. Uh because people, again, that shows that you really watch the game, you know, and you'd be surprised how many guys play the game but don't really watch the game like that. So it says a lot about you, man. Very impressive uh, across the board. And, you know, where can people follow you on social media to keep up with you as you trek toward the NFL? Well, of course. Um, 
My Twitter handle is um A Rat Will. That's A R A T W I L L. That's my Twitter account. That's my Twitter handle. And on uh IG, just one A R W seven. One A R W seven. That's my Instagram. Or you just put my name in, Anthony Randolph Williams on either either handle. You can get and you can get to me, no problem. I like how you kept it pretty calm for a receiver as far as social media is concerned, because you guys tend to get out of hand with these <laughs> social media handles, man. Like but you pretty much kept it professional. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, can't, it can't get out of hand because everybody has everybody has different IG names nowadays. So you kinda have to be a little unique or a little impressive to create an IG handle that nobody has. But luckily my name is so distraught and I mean it's out there, so I ain't gotta really worry about it. <laughs> well, Anthony, man, I appreciate you taking time. And, you know, listen, great film you put out there in North Carolina, early entry in the draft, and well-deserved honors that you got while you were at Tar Heel. And we wish you the best of luck moving forward. Yes, sir, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's been a blessing.